my next guests contacted me in the off-season and wanted to come on the show. They were told, you have to go on Ken's Think Tank. Well, of course they were told that. We're in season four! Woohoo! Jared and Mark recently formed a new nonprofit organization aimed at helping where help is needed. It's called Guardian Initiatives, and their first initiative is First Responder Wellness, an issue that could use some help because, let's face it, how much do you know about First Responder Wellness? I didn't know much until I had a chat with these guys. To raise awareness and money for this important initiative, they decided that they're going to climb into a boat and row that boat all the way across the Atlantic Ocean. I want to make sure you understood me. They're going to row, row, row a boat across the ocean. That's crazy! But I guess you don't really raise any awareness by hopping on a plane and flying across the ocean. <laughs> Uh, I'm going to chat with these guys and ask them what possessed them to decide to row across the ocean. Want to see how it goes? Come along for the ride in Ken's Think Tank. Ken's Think Tank is made possible by the following sponsors. Basin Home Health and Hospice and Basin Coordinated provide home health services like skilled nursing, PT, OT, and caregivers. They operate 24-7, 365 to keep patients healthy and in their happy place at home next to their favorite people and things. Well, thanks for the coffee. Yeah, man. You don't judge me on my girly drink. <laughs> I am. You're judging me. I'm judging you on it. No pom bombs on the boat. He's got the man, the man drink. I'm over here with a mocha still, like a kid. <laughs> Jared, right? And Mark. 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 So, both of you guys, neither one of you grew up here necessarily, right? No. You're from Rhode Island. No. Mark's from. Mark's from. I'm from Rhode Island. Okay. Middletown, Rhode Island. Cool. I'm from Bedford, Minnesota. It's a small town. Right on. And then through law enforcement, you you ended up here in Farmington. Right. Yeah. Yes, right. sir. And you you both worked for the sheriff's department. Yes. Yep. I got hired on in 2000, 2008. I'm currently a lieutenant over the patrol division. Nice. And I came over here in two thousand four. I was actually living in Ohio at the time and came right. over here from Ohio and uh, well, captain with the sheriff's office then. Cool. Sitting around the house, bored, decided I want to row the Atlantic. Is that kind of how that went? Kind of, yeah. Yeah, uh, <laughs> um, yeah he, uh, well, I'll let you, I okay. I'll let you talk about it a little bit. Yeah, so uh, I've always had a bit of an adventurous spirit and uh, like to read. And about 10 years ago, or 11 probably now, was reading a few books on some different sailing adventures. Of course, growing up in Rhode Island, Growing up on the ocean, right. I grew up a mile from the ocean, so uh, I've always enjoyed ocean things. And growing up, uh, or uh, reading these books on some sailing, the one I read was about a guy who entered in, an amateur sailor who entered in a round-the-world race back in the 60s, and a uh, solo, non-stop race around the world, circumnavigating the globe. And in his book, he mentioned two other people, or the author mentioned two other people, who were also racing, but they had rowed across the North Atlantic. There's a, guy, a couple guys named John Ridgway and Che Bly, and both out of uh, England. And uh, they 
they wrote across the North Atlantic in the 60s. So I found their book, read their book, and right then, about like I said, about 11 years ago, decided I want to do this. Nice. And my wife at the time was absolutely not. <laughs> Kids are little. People die doing stuff like that. My wife and I have totally different personalities uh, when it comes to the, the adventure and exploration. So it just kind of fizzled off, but I've always remembered it. And then a little over a year ago, I was my wife read one of those books, the one about the uh, sailboat race. And so we were on YouTube looking up different videos, trying to find some about that, if we could see anything in that time. And the uh, ocean rowing video came up. Right. And so we got to watching that. And it was about an hour-long documentary on uh, this group of women who rowed from California to... Australia and I sent it to Jared and I said hey check this out and that's kind of where it left off on my end that is crazy yeah so he just he uh knowing that he had, he had done a lot of climbing and as crazy as he is I he was telling me about it and I, I kind of immediately dismissed it you know like well, that's that's crazy one <laughs> number one that's crazy number two that's that's great for those people, not for me. Right. Um, but right. Uh, after a couple couple days of stewing on it and talking to my wife and and, and talking about it and just uh, kind of got disappointed in myself that I immediately wrote it off. So right. A couple days later, I go back to Mark and said, "Let's let's do this. Let's uh, let's get it done." And then as soon as I realized he's serious, I'm all about it. Yeah. Let's go. Let's move forward. Absolutely. So the real the real story is that you guys decided to do this um, because you've created something called a nonprofit called Guardian Initiatives. That's right. Yep. We uh, yeah we formed it in two thousand. It was well we started meeting about this whole thing in, in November of twenty eighteen. But I think we actually were official in twenty nineteen, early twenty nineteen. But yeah, we nonprofit uh, organization. Um, we developed it, you know, of course with. This initiative in mind, Guardian Initiatives, we've, we have lots of different initiatives we would be doing or, right. you know, hoping to do. And this being our first one, of course, it's a huge one. Um, but we developed it to, in, in general, to uh, raise awareness, raise funding, raise support for different uh, people or places or uh, things that have been negatively affected. We kept it pretty broad. We want it to be able to uh, be utilized to help uh, a variety of, of things, and whether that's through us or somebody else coming and saying, you know, needing a, a, a nonprofit area to help raise funding for something. Right. You know, kind of our, our thoughts on that. Okay. And so this particular initiative, Rowing Across the Atlantic, is is aimed more directly at raising funds and uh, awareness for um, first responder wellness? Yes, sir. Right. It's an issue within our culture here in, in law enforcement, and not just law enforcement, but uh, first responder, you know, there's fire EMS, dispatch police, but um, I think there's a there's a definite issue that not a lot of people are aware of. Right. Um, you know, I think it goes, um, goes under the radar in a, in a major way. And uh, we're hoping to shed some light onto that and uh, break that stigma of, uh, of first responder, you know, PTSD and suicide and alcoholism and right. addictions and all, just the whole gamut of things. So. 
I think a lot of people are aware of it on the on the you know on the veteran side. Right. And I think what we see a lot on the veteran side, of course, they go into active combat situations, they're uh-huh. exposed to awful things, and it's it's a very acute, you know, in a battle or they they witness something, and so it's very well. Uh, people are aware of it with the veteran side, and I think right. where, with the first responder, you know, whether it's fire, police, dispatch, EMS, it's more of that. Um, it's cumulative. You know, we see something, right. and we get on with our job. And, and and in one, you know, in one shift, you're expected to have all these different hats and do all these different things, and expected sure. to have all these different, um, uh, you know, just abilities. And when are you able to, when are you able to uh, get past some of them mentally? And a lot of times, I think we don't even, uh, we as first responders don't even realize that maybe that's filling up our cup. It's such a slow, sure. a slow fill. Right. And then next thing you know, you it, it's morphed into you know, to something where you're now feeling a certain way, but you don't understand it, and then. On top of that, the stigma within the, the community, a community across not just our community, but the first responder community nationwide, and it's been this way for years, it is getting better in that, um, you know, we don't talk about this. We're the people to go help. Right. You know, I don't need help. We're, we're the right. ones that, that need help. Right. You know, very, you know, law enforcement, uh, it's always been known, a lot of type A personalities, and and so that's the kind of some of the challenges that we face right. uh, in getting this through. And that's why an awareness is a big part of it, that understanding that this can happen to the people say, yes, this can happen to our first responders and being aware of it, watching out for each other. Are you uh, going to offer any any programs or, or are you going to use the money and awareness to support other programs that have things in place to, to help yes we're, we're you know we're not clinicians we're not sure. specially trained in this I mean we're, we to be honest with you I mean a lot of this is as we've as we've gotten deeper into this and and, and, and visited with other organizations and people that are highly skilled in all this we've learned a lot ourselves right. and, and um, so I think a lot of our initiative, the push is one awareness. That's the that's the best thing we can do, and, and, yeah. and the not the maybe the best, but it's one of the best things that we can do, and, and one of the easiest. You know, just by talking to people, talking to you, people listening to to us, reading our our website, um, that awareness level. But the funding that we raise, you know, we need to see how can that be best utilized through through trainings bringing in trainings, you know, not us teaching them, but bringing in people who are skilled to do trainings on it. Right. Um, and, or be able to help provide for some treatment for certain people uh, that may be affected or okay. treatment options. So all that, yes, through people that are already established, already well, uh, well knowledge, well versed in this, in this arena. Right. So you guys are going to Hop in a rowboat. <laughs> it sounds crazier than it actually is because when people think of a rowboat, they think of a dinghy. Right? Mm-hmm. So we get that response a lot, and it's yeah. awesome. It's awesome to uh, to hear the responses and the comments. It's awesome. But it really is a rowboat. It's it's a specialized rowboat. Though. Yeah, it's, it's specifically designed to, to row in the ocean. Yeah. So um, they vary, though. I mean, there's there's some would just support it. A solo rower versus some would support uh, two rowers, three rowers, four rowers, 
four rowers, whatever. Right. So our team is, we have a four-man team, um, so we'll be getting a boat that would accommodate that. Uh, the two of you, you've got another guy out of Fort Collins right. that's yeah, on Kevin, the team. Yeah, Kevin Cronin. He's, a, he's the assistant chief for Fort Collins Police Services up in Colorado. So. Okay. And then Daniel... Um, so you three are the crew. We're the crew, and then Daniel is support. So what? Is, what is? So what he's going to be support. The, he's going to be our guy. He's and he also works for the sheriff's office. But he's going to be our guy, uh, basically on land. Um, probably, probably may be making daily phone calls to him when we're on the ocean. Okay. Um, he'll be giving us you know weather updates and and uh, just overall checking in on us, seeing what how we're doing and all right. that. But um, but he'll also help us with uh, some fundraising and. And, uh, organizing this event, and uh, I think he has some aspirations of rowing the year after us. So, okay. Um, so, but uh, yeah, so we we'll, we'll be a four-man team. We're still on the lookout for our fourth member. Yeah. We've got a couple feelers out there, but of course we need to make sure it's the right person, right fit for us. Uh, right. To be on a boat for that long with somebody. Because <laughs> <laughs> we're talking about a month. Or, yeah. or possibly yeah, could, a little more. Yeah, it could be more. I think the record's, what, 29 days, right? 29 days of record. Wow. So, and, and the team's on the ocean right now. I think they're looking at, I think the first finisher this year will be, I think, what, 34 days, 35 days, something mm-hmm. in there. But, um, but yeah, it's, it's going it, to it's, it's definitely vary based off of our, our, you know, physically, our physical conditioning. Yeah. Um, how strong we are mentally and and also the, the, the weather, the ocean. Um, right. So... There's a lot of different factors that are gonna gonna go into it. So we're hoping for. Um, well, gosh, I'd like to beat the record. But, uh, I'm always up for breaking records. <laughs> it, it would be really, it'd be really cool to be able to to, to beat that record. But uh, we're we're hoping for a, a you know 30 to 40 day window of arriving right. uh, at the finish. So. so what this is kind of on a basic level entails is you put your team together you have um, a specialized ocean rowboat and um, and all of your equipment all of your food all of your resources everything gets loaded onto the boat and you don't take anything else onto that boat or make any other stops um, until you're finished right yeah so we we uh this whole race sets off of the the west coast of Africa in La Gomera, an right. island called La Gomera. So, um, so not far from Morocco. I'm not kinda. A, not a geography guy. Um, I think it's off the coast, kind of off the coast and around the corner from Morocco. I think so. Yeah, maybe so. Yeah. I think so. The Canary Islands. Right. So we'll. Um, and then you row to the Virginia, the, like the to, kind of the Virgin Islands, basically, or the the like, area like Barbados. Okay. Yeah, like. The, um, We'll, we'll land in Antigua, but right. Um, yeah, so we'll start. We'll start in Lagomera. Everything that we need for this this row will have to be on the boat before we leave. Like yeah. you said, we can't. Um, it's a self-supported and self-powered um, race. So um, all our food, will uh, all, all our water will be, of course, ocean water that will will filter. Right. And um, and so yeah, everything will be on the boat when we leave. So wow. Our schedule will be a two-hour on, two-hour off. So every two hours, you row for two hours, two of us will row, and two are off. And in that off time, that's when you've got to eat, you know, take care of yourself, tend to any, uh, any issues like blisters, you know, a lot of blisters right. sitting there on a, a rowing all day for, you know, two hours on, two hours off, um, and then sleeping during 
that same time frame. So two hours, you have to get all that done, take care of yourself, stay hydrated, um, clean up, whatever it is. And that's 24 hours a day. Right. So all through the night, all through the day. So there's no kind of chase boats with you or anything like that. There are some kind of support boats in the area, right? But there are sailboats. Yeah. So if you really did have some kind of emergency or something like that, you could get some support, but it might take a couple days to get to you. Correct, right. correct. And um, there's two sailboats throughout the race course that are emergency support boats. Okay. And, I mean, they, they come up on the rowers. They'll take pictures of the rowers okay. you know, as they see them. Um, but you got to imagine, I mean, this course is spread out. Yeah. Uh, the, right now, the rowers are spread out, I imagine, about 1,500 miles. Right. From the last one to the first one. Right. Um, and so there was one on one team this year that one of the, it was a, a pairs team. One of the team members decided they couldn't do it anymore. I think it took about four days for the boat to get to them. Yeah. So it's not a, it's not a fast, uh, okay, we'll, we'll be there and come get you. Right. Um, so the boat could be 500,000 miles away. Correct. And have to get back uh, to you. A sailboat. Yes, sir. And have to sail to you. Yes. So, yeah. Wow. You guys are scheduled for 2022. Yep. Yeah, we we paid our, our race race entry deposit. Um, so and they'll be will be up on their website here shortly. But um, if they are ready to go, so you've got a lot of work to well, do. Yeah. Actually, in the I step back. We're not ready to go. We have a lot to <laughs> have a lot to do. We're ready to go in their eyes of, of yeah. signing up and yeah. applications and stuff like that. Right. So, it's taken a year for us to get to this point. You know, and, yeah. and we we didn't rush it. Uh, because we wanted to do it right, we want this to be successful, and you know, I mean, for our end goal of raising this awareness and and funding for this cause, you know, we right. want it to be successful. So, uh, we've had a, a lot of people help us up to this point, and and to get to this point um, has been a year in the making, or right. a little over. I mean, November of eighteen is when we really started talking about this. Right, and it's been a learning a learning curve this whole way. It's been a lot of fun, though. And you guys are doing some things previous, that, like this year. You're doing, um, you're doing some things. One of them, what is is uh, this summer, like a 24-hour yeah we, row uh, challenge. Yeah, we're uh, we're hoping to set up a 24-hour rowing challenge. It'll be just indoors. Yeah. Um, on some on some concept two rowers, but um, it'll be um, teams will enter um, the challenge and basically whatever team. Um, can log the most uh, the most meters. Yeah. Um, will, will ultimately win the challenge, which I mean, it's very unlikely that they're going to beat us. Right. But um, so they'll be rowing against us, and there'll be surprises um, for the for the winners. And, and it's fun to bring people in on the you know people like endurance sports. Yeah. So to bring them in on kind of how we'll be handling things on the ocean. Right. Um, and to think 24 hours, wow, it's a lot. We'll do that then for... <laughs> Times 30 or 40. Yes, sir. Yeah. Uh, kind of a goal that, that you guys set is in fundraising for this thing is about $100 per mile right. for the Atlantic trip. Right. Um, Which would be... Three, three hundred thousand dollars. Yeah. Um, I mean, to break it down in simple terms, if we could get three thousand people to donate one hundred dollars, it sounds yeah. doable, right? Yeah. And, and not a, so that that's the ultimate goal for us. We'd like to at 
the very least raise $300,000, but I, I believe uh, wholeheartedly that we can do much, much better, better than that. Um, I mean, that amount of money will will help get us across the ocean to continue to raise awareness, and then a lot of extra money to go towards uh, whatever needs the communities have for the first responder wellness uh, initiative. Right. Um, and then on top of that, our whole plan is to do this again the following year, and right. not us rowing, but other people. Just uh, like Jared mentioned, you know, Daniel's uh, looking to row on the 2023 group. Right. And if we can continue that to raise raise uh, raise the money and awareness. Then, if we yeah. continue to raise $100 a mile, that's even more money to go into right. uh, to the initiative, the first responder wellness. Very cool. So, are you excited or nervous at this point? Um, at this point, I'm, I'm pretty excited. So, I mean, I imagine when we get closer, we'll be a little, little nervous, but yeah. um, it, it'll be all right. But definitely excited. And are you are you both married? Yep. Yes, okay. So, what are what a at this point, what are your wives thinking? Uh, definitely supportive. I think, you know, I first mentioned it to my wife. She's like, I think she just went on agreeing with it, thinking I'll just, it'll go away in six months. <laughs> but unfortunately it hasn't. So right. she's kind of stuck with it, but she's incredibly supportive. And, yeah. And, uh, and uh, she's helped out a lot with this. And, uh, same thing with Robin, but um, definitely supportive. I know for sure. We couldn't do it without the support of our our families and our lives and stuff. So they have been great through this whole thing. I mean, like I said, it's already been a year, so they're going to be putting up with this for another almost three years and then deal with us being out in the ocean for, you know, one to two months. But they get to come to Antigua. Hey, that's the, that's the bonus right there. Taking her on vacation. Yeah. Well, I appreciate you guys coming on. Oh, thank you. Uh, maybe we'll have you back on uh, sometime closer to where you I know who you are. I know what you want. If you're looking for print and radio ads, I can tell you that's not what I do. But I do have a particular set of skills. Skills I have acquired over a very long career. Skills that make me a godsend for business owners like you. If you hire Ken Collins Marketing to build your website, people who look for you online will be able to find you. But if you don't, they will look for you. They won't find you. And you'll go out of business. KenCollinsMarketing.com